Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Rockin' the Carolinas. I'm your host tonight, Lee Clark. Joining me tonight, the wonderful, fabulous Lauren Moore. How are you doing tonight, Lauren? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Lee? I'm doing great. You know, it's a little bit disappointing that, you know, we couldn't win tonight, but there is great news in Kaniac land. We are in the wild card spot, thanks to a technicality. Yes, we are tied with the Islanders, but since we have two games in hand on the Islanders, we are finally all the way in January. We are in a playoff spot. How does that feel? Oh, a great start to the new year, Lee. Oh, yes, perfect start. Yeah, tonight wasn't a great game. It was a very, uh, what, what do you want to call it, just a disappointing game. It's like uh, – let me not to discuss everybody out there, but I would call it diarrhea. You know, just when you think it's getting better, it comes back right back to bite you. Just diarrhea. That's what that game was to me tonight. Just diarrhea. Just every time we seem to like get back into it, and we seem to have pressure and ability, we just give it, you it, 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 it comes right back and hits us. As soon as we thought we got a hit, Ovechkin came back into play. <laughs> exactly. And the one of the big things I said on the pregame show was, you know, the one thing that we had to do was keep Ovechkin away from the top of the faceoff circles because he scores 95% of his goals there. And what does he do? He just marches right down in overtime, goes right to the faceoff dot, and fires a beautiful shot past Ward. Yeah, Ward probably could have saved it. Ward didn't play great tonight. Ward did not play great at all. I was very disappointed in the way Ward played, but I can't fault him. The whole team played crappy, in my opinion. But, you know, Slavin was right there on in that shot for Ovechkin, and it just seemed like he didn't want to pressure him. Put the body on the guy. Be physical. I mean, we got out hit tonight by the Capitals. You know, we, we talk a physical game here in Hurricane Land that we would like to have a physical game. And we seem to have better success when we play physical, but we got out hit by the Capitals tonight. It just seemed like the Capitals had our number everywhere we turned. You know, I did say we needed a fast start. We got that fast start. They answered right back on us. Then got another goal. We tied it up uh, there in a second off a, and then took the lead in the third off a fluky goal fluky goals there, but it happens. It's just like the Capitals just had a little bit more uh, balls, so to speak, to win. You know, they had that grit. You know, they don't play again the rest of this week. We do see them again next week. In fact, we got three games against them in the next 11 days. But it just seems like they wanted this game a lot more than the Hurricanes did. What is your opinion? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I agree with you. Ward didn't play that great. Not that, not, he didn't play like we know he can. Um, but I also, I'm not necessarily disappointed with the game. I mean, yes, of course, I hate that we lost. I wish, we, you know, we could have grabbed two points. But I think we've actually played pretty decent. I mean, now there, of course, in the third period, there's that one time where we have, um, I think it was actually Ajo, and who totally he got knocked out heading towards the goal, and I think it totally should have been a penalty. But I, just, um, I think we played pretty decent. I mean, heck, we got four goals. I mean, that's not. It, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, that's a that's a key on a goalie like a goalie like Holby getting four goals is no. Easy feat. Yeah, he's been struggling this year. But getting yeah. four goals on a top-tier goalie, you know, we don't have a top-tier goalie. Yeah, you can say Ward's been playing great, but he's not a top-tier goalie. You put – I mean, right now, if you ask most people in the league, they'd put Holtby in their top five for goalies. And to get four goals on him, I believe that was good. But we just had way too many breakdowns. And I really hope – I know we saw Walmart take that nasty skate there to the midsection – Right yeah, towards the end of the game, and I hope he's okay. You know, there's no, there has not been any word yet at all that I've received. And I've reached out to some of my contacts, and they don't have any word at all. They're kind of keeping it under wraps. So I hope he's all right. You know, we saw Derek Ryan take that nasty hit from Brooke, Brooks Orfit in the second, in the first period, and second period, and no one stepped up. That's one thing I really hate it. You know, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't it Brooks Orphic that broke Eric Cole's back in that one game? I'm pretty sure Brooks Orphic broke his back in that one game. It was Brooks Orphic's hit that broke his back or broke his – whatever he broke. But that showed me that this team just doesn't – it hurt me because I love this team. And I know with the whole – gist of the CTE and concussions and no one wants to fight nowadays because of it and they're scared of it but if there was ever a place for a fight in this game that was it right there you can't let someone come in and hit our guy from behind a dirty hit yeah it was a dirty hit it should have been more than two minutes in my opinion it should have been five in in an injection but of course that didn't happen but someone's got to step up on this team, physicality. You can't let a top player, and, you know, you don't really call Derek Ryan a top player. You know, I've been really hard on him in other shows where I was like, you know, he's a third-line, fourth-line guy at best, really, honestly, but he's been having a good streak, and he's been one of our hottest players of late. Can't sit there and let a guy take a hit like that and not do anything. Basically, all our players did was come up, say, hey, how you doing? You Okay. Yeah, suck it up. Get up. Yeah, we ain't going to protect you. Nope, we're not going to yeah. do that. And it really disgusts me that that we don't have anybody on this team anymore that will step up for our young guys and for our top players. Well, see, for me, that's kind of what the captain's job is. Or two captains? No, oh, yeah. Well, you can't you can't take your captain out of it, though. I mean, yeah, the captain's job is to lead the team. Really, a letter on the ice. I talked about it a little bit in the pregame show, and I know I got in a discussion with some of the fans on Facebook earlier about captaincy and 
who wears letter and what that really means. Yeah, you don't have to have a letter on your chest to be a leader on a team in hockey. The only thing yeah, that that C not. means on your chest in hockey is that the fact that you get to talk to the referee. You're the only one nice that can talk to the referee. Yeah. But you got to lead too. But we don't have any tough guys. We really don't. When you look at it, our toughest guy is Brock McGinn. Well, yeah. we don't have big guys, though, really, either. I mean, the Darlings are our biggest guy. He's in goal. Well, I, I, I wish he'd get – if he had any toughness, I wish he'd show it in goal. I mean, yeah, he didn't – he played better the other yeah. night, but, you know, Ward didn't play great tonight. You know, maybe we see Darling in goal Thursday against the Penguins. Maybe we don't. Maybe we see Ward see if he can rebound back. You know, but we got to have someone on this team that can start stepping up with the physicality, and we can't rely on Brock McGinn. We need our new owner to go out and make a move for a tough guy. And like I said in the pregame show, if you've never seen the movie Ice Guardians, please go watch it. If you're against fighting, if you're against tough guys in hockey, you don't understand their place, why there needs to be – an enforcer or a tough guy on a team, please go watch Ice Guardians. It's on Netflix. It's on Amazon. Please go watch it because that that movie will change your whole mind about why there's fighting in hockey, why there's tough guys, everything. Because Wayne Gretzky would never been the player he is he was if it weren't for Semenko and the other tough guys on the Oilers that gave him the space out there. We don't have. Those guys, yes, we could have Skinner on the first line. I know people talked about it on the Facebook group. We can have Skinner on the first line, but he's on the third line because we ain't got no tough guys to protect him. We've seen what happens when we put him on the first line. He does, he, he makes a play, and he gets rammed, gets a concussion, and there's no one to stick up for him. And that's why he's on the third yeah. line, because you get him up against third, you get him against the second and third defensive pairings, which gives him a little bit more room to work, and you don't have that kind of physicality as much with the second and third defensive pairings. But we got to have a tough guy on this team, and we do not have that. We've got to make a move. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the last tough guy we had on this team really was Gleason. Yeah. And Gleason wasn't that great of a player. Yeah, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, but I didn't like Gleason. I thought he was a sham of a player. You can say West Garth. You can say Conboy. But those guys didn't do really much. West Garth, I never really liked West Garth. He didn't do much for this team. He did add that little physicality, and he would step up, but he didn't add much to the team. Gleason really didn't add much to the team. Yeah, I know he's a fan favorite here in Carolina land, but he wasn't that great. People loved him a lot longer than he should have been around, honestly. But we need someone that can come in, maybe a Luchik, maybe a Patrick Maroon from Edmonton, a guy that come in can get produce points, but at the same time can bring a lot more physicality than we've ever had on this team. What's yeah, your opinion on the physicality that we do? What's your opinion on the physicality? Do you think we should go get a guy that's a little bit more physical, you know, step up for our guys? What's your opinion? Honestly, I just want to see our guys be physical. I don't want to have to go get it. I want to, I want it what we have now. I mean, we have a good team. I think we just 
But you're right. We are not physical at all. I mean, like, that that one game, what was it, like, eight games ago? I mean, I think that's the most excited that Hurricanes fans have been in a long time just because they fought. I mean, Exactly. I mean, we're we're actually last in the league right now in fighting majors. Last. In fact, we only had one until uh, the Florida game where we had two. And that put us up to like three or four. And I think we're at five now. But it, it's ridiculous. I mean, when DiGiuseppe leads the team in hits and he only played eight minutes and 22 seconds, he had six hits in those eight minutes and 22 seconds. Yeah, he was a minus one. He only had one shot on goal. But he had six hits. You look at our top line. You know, Jordan Stahl, a guy that's been leading the team in hits lately, only had two hits. And you look at our defense. You know, you normally look at defense guys for the hits. Only one guy on the team. And it's a guy that I thought shouldn't even been in the game in the first place because Dahlback's been playing so good. There's only one guy on our defense that registered hits tonight, and that was Hayden Flurry. And he went – Really, yeah. I don't think he should have even been in the game because I'd rather have Dahl back there. But Hayden Flurry actually only had – the only defenseman that had an actual credit hit tonight. And our defense was atrocious. If you look at our giveaways, we had 20, 22 giveaways in this game to the Capitals' 10. And you look – and you go right to our defense and look at it. Three giveaways by Jacob Slavin. One by Ram Reemsdyke, one by Falk, and one by Hannafin. This is not yeah, good. It, giveaways are never good in hockey. You don't want to see your giveaways at 20. You can't win games like that. Something's exactly. got to change with this team. Yeah, we're in a playoff spot right now, but something's got to change. We can't keep playing like this. We can't well, keep it, getting overbullied. Well, and we've seen that, we've seen that McGinn has the drive to fight. It's like you just got to get them pissed off enough. Yeah, I mean, McGinn only had one hit tonight. You know, you look at it, McGinn played 15 minutes, had one hit, to DiGiuseppe's six hits in eight minutes. Yeah, DiGiuseppe's more on the checking line, was on the checking line tonight. But, you know, you look at McGinn, he got top line minutes and did nothing. If you really look at it, this whole team did nothing. You know, they basically crapped right on the ice. Sebastian Ajo was a minus three tonight. When's the last time we said that, that Sebastian Ajo was a minus three? And and you really look at it, in my opinion, the only player that showed up to play was Victor Rask. Victor Rask was a tonight. But I have to say, you know Ajo's my man. (laughs) I I think I'll say this. He didn't do as good as I know he could do, but I think he just still could do Yeah, you're going to have bad games. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have bad games, but really, Rask showed up tonight. And I know a lot of people in the Hurricanes group uh, really has been crapping on Rask most of the season, but I think he played great tonight. Rask really showed that he belonged. Yeah, I mean, five shots on goal. In fact, he was tied – for the team lead in uh, shots on goal with Eric Stahl and Hannafin. They all had five shots on goal. 
And you, you really look at it, I mean, can you really have your second-line guy leading your team in shots on goal? Yeah, Stahl had five shots on goal, but look what he did. Minus two, only two hits. Uh, yeah, he was 50% on the faceoff. Uh, faceoff was a big factor tonight, in my opinion. Yeah, while we did win more faceoffs, we were at 53 to 47 on faceoffs against the Capitals. It just didn't bode well. It's just like the team forgot that we had a great run in December. It's like, oh, it's a new year. We don't have to play as well as we used to. It's like it was just a, you know, it's a team that we definitely had to play well against. You know, this is first, really our first big streak into the Metropolitan Division. You know, we got the Penguins up on Thursday, but we see these guys two more times in the next week and a half. And this really, this game kind of reminded me a lot of when we were back in the in the southeastern division a couple of years ago before they realigned everything. This was that type of game. We always seem to have those type of games with the Capitals, high scoring, kind of like what are we doing when it comes to playing? Sometimes like just scratching your head, like uh, did we just really make that play? And, I mean, when you see Cam Moore, you know, Cam Moore probably had the worst game in this stretch. You know, yeah, he was 6-0-0 at home coming into this, 6-0-0 after the Vegas game coming into this. And he posted an 8-0-8 save percentage tonight. But, I mean, you look at Holby. Holby didn't really do that much better. He posted an 8.9, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that could be changed. And I really don't understand taking Dahl back out of the lineup and I understand getting Flurry some games. You don't want to send them down. You don't want to take that risk. But or maybe you're shopping them or something. That's why you want to get them in the game. But I really don't understand taking Dahl back out the game. What is your opinion on that? I I definitely agree with you. I mean, you know, hey, Flurry. Flurry is a great. A player, and I mean, like you said, you don't want to sit them down, but you, you know, but you don't want to overwork them either. It's kind of, it's kind of like war. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but you know, defensemen, yeah, they're they're worked a lot. You know, they're de- they're dependent on that, and the, I mean, a goalie is a whole different thing. You know, they don't get breaks. Yeah, they get TV timeouts. They get periods and stuff like that, but goalies don't really get any breaks. You know, they have to be focused completely on the game. Yeah, defensemen get breaks at times. You know, they don't have to play the whole game. I mean, you look at our stats right now and time on ice, uh, Falk once again led the team in time on ice at 22 and a half minutes. You look at that, I mean, even his playing partner, Hayden Flurry, didn't even get that. It seemed like they, yeah, Falk did get some power play time that added on to that, but Florida paid 15 minutes. You look at Hannafin and Pesci, they both played 20 minutes and a little bit above. Van Riemsdyk played only 16 minutes. So our defense just was not great tonight. I don't think anything was really good tonight. You know, I know you said you really you didn't think we played that bad. I mean, I don't think we played great, but I wouldn't say we played horrible. I mean, yeah, we went, yeah. you know, one of my keys to the game was uh, – Special teams, we shut them down on the power play. They went over two. We went one for four on the power play. We had that big power play right there at the end of the third that we could not capitalize on. And that's something that we've got to fix. And I don't know if it's firing Brenda Moore. I don't know if it's just 
doing away with our whole system on the power play and just kind of revamping it. But something's got to change. Yeah, we've been better on the power play of late, but we can't keep this trend. You know, at a key time, like at the end of the game, when we have that ability to put the nail in the coffin, score that goal, we couldn't do it. And I think that's where we really like. We don't have that type of player that can put the nail in the coffin. Exactly. Exactly. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me again. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, I, I ran down a lot of things in the pregame show. And the keys to the game, we, we, it seems like lately, and I'm going to blame Zach for this. Zach wasn't on the pregame show. Uh, you know, for our faithful <laughs> listeners out there, Zach's normally on the pregame show with me. And I'm blaming Zach because lately when he's been on the pregame show and we give our keys to the game, they seem to like, I don't know if they listen to us or something, but they seem to like pull it out and do exactly what we were saying. And tonight they didn't. They, they're they just like, ah, oh, it's just late tonight. We're not going to listen to them. Yeah, it's, it's not good. But, we, I mean, I think we controlled a lot of what I was saying in the pregame show about the keys to the game. But the one thing that it seems like we forgot is don't let Ovechkin get in to the top of the faceoff circles. He scores 95% of his goals there. And what do we do? We just let him walk right up and just shoot. And, it, like, that was my key to the game, you know. My player to watch for them was Ovechkin. We can shut him down. We'd win this game. And look at it. He had two goals. You know, if he only had one, we win this game. If, he didn't, if we'd shut him down completely, we'd have won this game. Yeah. At this point, we should know by now not to even let Ovechkin get the puck. Don't let him have it, period, at all. Keep it completely Exactly. Exactly. I love Ovechkin. I love him to death. Any day of the week, I will take him over Sidney Crosby. Hey, he's a hell of a player. And I don't like the Sidney Crosby, though, too. Nah, Sidney Crosby's garbage. He's a whiner. Too busy being a housewife to Pierre Maguire. Sorry for all you Penguins fans out there. You can send your hate mail to rockinthecarolinas at gmail.com. <laughs> but no, no, Ovechkin is the man. And yeah, he doesn't do what Crosby does. He's not an assist guy. But you cannot let him have open ice. You cannot give him the opportunity to shoot the puck. He only had two shots on goal tonight. Two. And you know what that resulted in? Two goals. You give him the opportunity to shoot, he can score. And it was a very bad job. Yeah, you know, we probably didn't expect Back, Backstrom to play tonight. He was sick. He didn't take uh, part in the morning skates this morning. He's been – he was sick. It was a game-time decision. He did come out and play. He had two assists, on, both on the Ovechkin goals. But you can't have a guy like that who's a top player in the league have that much open ice. And especially in overtime. Yeah, I know it's three on three, but you can't let the guy just walk in and shoot the puck. You've got to put a stick, a body on him or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not good. You know, we have, like I said, we have, uh, let's run down 
actually, let's run down uh, what's going on in the NHL right now. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, we we are technically in a playoff spot. We are the wild card team now, thanks to the Islanders losing five to one. The Bruins, Pittsburgh, all Pittsburgh, always Pittsburgh. Uh, of course, beat the Flyers five to one because the Flyers are just well, they're the Flyers. Tampa Bay knocked off Toronto two to nothing. Vegas and Nashville zero zero right now at the end of the first. Anaheim's got a two goal lead two to nothing on Vancouver at the end of the first. Uh, Kings and Edmonton right now. Edmonton's on a power play with eleven. About 12 minutes to go in the game, 0-0. Colorado's up on Winnipeg, which is a, kind of an upset there a little bit, Bruin. 2 nothing at the end of the second. Columbus is up on the Dallas Stars, 2-1, to one, with three minutes – well, five minutes to go. Well, actually, I probably should refresh this because that game might be over by now. And New Jersey and the Blues are actually in overtime. And now my things are refreshing, so I don't see anything at all. But, <laughs> yeah, they're still in overtime at two minutes to go. So that's what we have going on. And so now it's kind of cool to think, you know, we're here in December. Well, my bad. We're here in January. Keep thinking. Yeah. I keep forgetting the ball just dropped the other day. We're in 2018 now. I, You know, I, I write the date down and I have to, like, fill in the seven with a little circle to make it eight. But, <laughs> You know, would you expect here in January with this the way the team this team is playing? Would you expect that we would be in a playoff spot come New Year's? I want to say yes. I do expect it from my team. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, you know, we always want our team to be the top tier. You know, we always want our team in the playoffs. And I think, really, like I said in the last show that you're a part of the post game show that this is a team that I really feel like is finally starting to click it together. This is a team that everybody talked about in the preseason and before the season that this team can make a lot of noise and surprise a lot of people. Yes, we had a bad game. It happens. We've been on a phenomenal run in December coming into January, a new year, new canes, basically, you know, changing the yeah. game up a little bit. But I don't think anyone – yeah, Canes fans, yeah, we we talk a lot of crap. You know, we'll, we'll call out people. Mainly we call out the coach lately. But we're in a playoff spot. And for the, I can't remember the last time we were in a playoff spot in January. Normally we, we're out the hunt and we make that run at – run in late January, early February that kind of gets us right there at the playoff spot. But I can't think of the last time that we've been in the playoff spot at the first, in, well, the second day of January. And I, I, I'm completely excited. I, I, I have good hopes for this team. You know, maybe we see Darlene tonight. Uh, my bad. Darlene tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow yet because it's not past midnight, but uh, Thursday. Uh, or maybe we see Ward again. Who would you like to see in net Against the Penguins Thursday. Would you like to see Darling or Ward? Honestly, I'd like to see Darling. I'm just not ready to give up on him yet. I'm really not. It's one of those, I know he has potential. I know he can do good. And I hate that, you know, I know everybody's been ragging on him lately. And I kind of, 
I lost the female on this. I feel bad for him, but I just, like I said, I'm not ready to give up on him yet. I know what he can do. I'm just waiting for him to show us what he can do. And if you remember last year, though, you know, we were, we were, it was almost so close we could taste it last year. We were, we were a good team, and I, I just. And last year, I just kind of, I don't want to say my excuse, but I would say that, you know, we're a young team, and we still are a young team. But now it's like there's no more, more room for excuses. We've had our rundown, if, you know, if that makes sense. We need to hit it, hit it at home. Exactly. And I talked a little bit on the pregame show about the players and holding the cowboy. And I got into a little discussion in the – in the Hurricanes group on Facebook. Great group, great Hurricane fans, great discussions as always about they really – the person that made the status was – I'm not going to name names or anything uh, – was really getting on Peters. And while, yes, I agree that sometimes Peters pisses me off, yeah, I know a lot of people talk about how he looks behind the bench, but I have to remind everybody that Sutter, when he was with the Kings, looked like a Muppet 95% of the time behind the bench. And he smirked just like Bill Peters does and all that. He was not a very emotional guy behind the bench. Peters is just like him. And the only difference between him, Sutter, and Peters is that Sutter took the Kings to a couple Stanley Cups, and Peters has not done that. And I was talking about how players, how everybody wants to get on the coach, but no one wants to get on the players as much. Yeah, you can blame coaches for putting players in certain situations, and I can fully understand that, but the coach is not the guy out there on the ice. He's, you know, if you look, if you put fault at the pace he was last year, this team would be, in my opinion, second or maybe even first in the Metropolitan Division. If you take players the way they were playing last year and have them playing the same exact way this year and putting up the points that they put up last year, this team could easily be first in the Metro right now. Uh, Yeah, the Metro is a hard division. But you have players that are not living up to expectations. And something's – I don't think the coach is fully to blame, placed a lot of blame on the players. You know, I know coaches are the first to be blamed and first to get fired and first to get thrown under the bus, but the players have got to start taking responsibility and start stepping up. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. All right. We got something new here today uh, before we – get off online. Um, we want to talk about a certain skit. You know, I kind of wanted to save this for the next time we played the Rangers, but uh, it's just so good that I cannot share it with everyone. Uh, I don't know if everyone had the chance to see Chance the Rapper's skit on SNL. But guess what, folks? We got it here, right here for you on Rockin' the Carolinas. We're going to play the whole skit. Probably one of the funniest skits I've ever seen SNL do. One of the funniest things. We're going to play it here for you guys to listen to. We're going to talk about it for a few minutes. 
and give our opinions on it. But uh, here it is for all you fans out there. Chance the Rapper being a sideline reporter, basically, at a Rangers game. You're watching MSG Network, home of the Knicks and Rangers. Welcome back, Rangers fans. Dale Worthy here in the booth with Chrissy Smith. It's the end of the second period down on the ice, and the Rangers lead the Oilers 3-2. to two. Our regular ringside reporter, Paul Hanley, is out today on diaper duty. <laughs> he and his lovely wife, Joan, just welcomed their first child. Aww. A healthy future Rangers fan named Cole. Congrats to them. Luckily, Laszlo Holmes, who usually covers the Knicks for us here at MSG, is filling in for Paul while he's out. He's down there ringside now. How you doing down there, Laz? Uh, in a word, cold. Uh, very cold all around here. Uh, no, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm having fun here at the hockey game. Uh, lots of fun hockey going on. Lots of white dudes on skates running into each other at full speed. I don't get it. No, I was just messing around. Uh, but very different from working at the Knicks games. Much colder. Laz, what's your impression of the game so far? Well, Dale, uh, the story of the game is one of the main guys on the Rangers don't know how to say his name. It has like 30 letters in it. None of them are vowels. Uh, he's playing great, which is crazy because he got in a full fist fight in the first minute of the game. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Uh, I miss the Knicks. I, I'm just kidding. Uh, Laszlo Holmes, very cold, rinkside, Rangers versus Oilers. Now, Laz, I want to talk about this Ranger offense. You should do that. <laughs> I meant with you, Laz. Now, they came out of the box with an aggressive offense we haven't seen from them in a while. That's what's up. From down there on the ice, who do you think really made a difference in the first period? Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. Uh, <laughs> they were the ones who got all the scores. Uh, and then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world uh, and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. It is so cold. Hey, hey Laz, I see one of the players there. I wonder if you could get a few questions in. Great. Uh, let's talk to him. Come on over here, dude. Okay, I'm here with... Can you turn around so I can get a name? Yes, that is a S, a K, and a J all next to each other, so that's a nope. Uh, I'm, he I'm here with my main man, and I got to know, in the next period, how you going to do that hockey? Well, uh, you know, we just got to keep the pressure up and uh, stay out of the box. That's what's up. And uh, we got to watch the icing calls. Uh, Coach said uh, we were icing so much we could open a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> I do not get that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we, we really just got to play smart, uh, keep moving the puck, and avoid those five-minute majors. This man has said it all. Uh, let me ask, are you also cold as hell? Uh, no, kind of hot, actually. Yes, I'm very cold. Uh, so that's the story here in hell. Back to you guys in the booth. Well, the story of the game has been the power play. Here with a closer look is our play-by-play -play analyst, Tim Hayward, who joins Lads Ringside. Hi, Tim. Hey, Chrissy, you said it. Two of the three Ranger goals came while the Oilers were shorthanded. That's what's up. <laughs> Let's take a look at one right now. Rangers on the power play here. We can stop that. There's Shattenkirk on the point. And watch Buchnevich find that open ice in the middle lane there. 
Uh, and Dale and Chrissy, uh, it was here where I saw something also very interesting. Can we punch in on that? Uh, there is a black hockey fan. He doesn't look cold at all. So I will be talking to him at the post-game show and find out what's going on there. Anyway, the Rangers scored a goal there. Uh, Dale, Chrissy, back to you. Thanks, Tim. Laz, do you have any thoughts on if the coach is going to stick with his strategy of keeping those line changes pretty short? No. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Laz. And there's the horn, and you know what that means. I do not. <laughs> it's time for the third period. We'll check back in with Laz later, who will be covering every Rangers game for us, while our regular ringside commentator, Paul, is out on paternity leave. Paul? We'll see you in six months. Six months? The third period starts now. When do we start doing paternity leave? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God, Lauren. I know this was, I know earlier it was your first time seeing that. What? <laughs> Oh, it cracks me. What is your opinion on? Sorry, I'm laughing too much. What is your opinions on that? <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, you got. Well, first of all, you just got to love Saturday Night now. You know, you got to love Saturday Night Live. Um, but that's well. I mean, that, honestly, that's how everybody first feels when they first get into hockey. Wait, how do you pronounce the name again? <laughs> I mean, I, I remember asking Dad many a times. What is that name? It has 30 letters in it. <laughs> None of them are vowels, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was actually with my buddy there night, and he's a big Rangers fan, and we were talking about this clip, and and the guy that we were talking I still have no clue how to pronounce his name. Is that the guy that he was exactly talking about, the SK and Jade? Nope. And that's exactly how we called him the whole night. Anytime he would touch it or something and he did something, we were like, that's a S, a K, a J. That's a nope. And it was probably, I hate to say it, it's not trying to be racist at all. Like you said, most people, first time, yeah, that's how they are when they get into hockey. Secondly, <laughs> For Chance the Rapper, yeah, I had no, I had no clue who Chance the Rapper was before this. I don't listen to rap music, really, at all, really. Nah, like the the rap music. No, nah, the rap music I listen to is like nowadays is probably like Tech Nine and guys like that. Um, but. I'm not. I don't listen to other people. I don't really listen to rap. I rather listen to. I mean, I rather listen to country, you know, rock and roll, heavy metal, screamo type of music. You know, I I really like. I rather listen to that. Yeah, I had no clue, really, honestly, who Chance the Rapper was before this, and and I saw this, and I thought it was a perfect, like you said, a perfect explanation of how people feel when they first watch hockey. And I've had to, I have no problem with teaching people about hockey. And I've met many of people who didn't understand hockey, didn't understand the rules. And I've had to, you know, teach them how to do it, which I have no problem with doing that. You know, I love people getting interested in it. And in fact, I've met tons of people that have never watched a game who've watched a game with me. And I've explained certain things to them and they've had the greatest time of their life. You know, they they think it's a great sport, and I think 
you know, one of the great things about SNL is they shed it a new light. You know, the NHL, yeah, they're trying to get better and more wide known and be one of the top three sports. I mean, really, if you look at it, in America, the top three sports are baseball, basketball, and football. And NHL is fourth. But NHL is trying to get into that niche of where getting people involved, and I think it really hurts that they're not in the Olympics this year. But at, at the same time, I think it's great for hockey that they're not in the Olympics because we get to see the future of hockey in the Olympics. There is nothing better in the Winter Olympics, in my opinion, besides curling, because curling is probably one of the greatest sports out there and one of the most underrated sports out there besides hockey. But Olympics is really the biggest thing in America when it comes to hockey. People love watching hockey in America when it comes to the Olympics. You know, we've had great battles with Canada in the past couple of years. You know, we can't forget the miracle on ice in 1980 before we, you know, before both of us were born. But in, yeah. in fact, that was the last time that we had you know, my, you know, guys that don't play in the NHL that have never played in the NHL. Well, you know, now, of course, we've got guys that played in the NHL in this year's uh, Olympics because the NHL is not playing. It's, in fact, uh, the captain of the team is Brian Gianta. They've actually announced the uh, team uh, for the Olympics for the U.S. <clears throat> and uh, Canes fans may remember this name, Bobby Sanguinetti. Uh, Hurricane draft pick. We had him in Charlotte for a while. Played quite a few games with the Hurricanes. Played quite a few games with other teams after we traded him. But uh, you know he's going to be in it. You know, but we look at <clears throat> excuse me what this did for hockey. I think it was a great thing. You know, yeah, you had a. I think it was a, the funniest moment was him pointing out the one black guy in the stands. Going, he's not cold, and I'm going to talk to him after the game. The only thing that would probably make funner is actually him talking to that guy in the stands. Of course, that wasn't possible, but <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah, I mean, we've had plenty of – I mean, really, look at it. Now we've had a, a big rush of minorities in hockey, and I think that's great for hockey. You know, you, you really think about hockey, and you think of Canada, U.S., Finland, Sweden, Czech Republic, and Russia. You know, we're getting guys uh, – what? Anze Kopitar is uh, – oh, shoot. Just left my mind now. I was talking about him. Uh, you know, the guys from smaller countries are minorities. You know, like Joel Ward. You have uh, P.K. Subban. Yeah, he's Canadian. But he's a minority, technically. And, and I think it's great for hockey. I think it's growing, you know, and – I think one of the biggest mistakes, while I love the SNL skit, and I think it was good for hockey, even though it kind of made fun of it, I think one of the biggest mistakes that the NHL has done this year was not going to the Olympics. What is your opinion on the NHL not being in the Olympics? I don't know. I'm kind of – I'm not against it too much. I mean, you know <laughs> – because you're going to have some players who go and play in, in the Olympics, and you're going to have some players that don't. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my team – and not, I don't – okay, how can I phrase this? Don't think that I'm against the Olympics by no means because that is 
farthest from the case. But I wouldn't want our players going and playing in the Olympics and wearing themselves out and possibly risking getting hurt to where now they're now out and injured for our season game. Things like that. So that's – I'm not exactly. – I mean, and again, don't think that I am against the Olympics by no means. Marvelous on the truth. <laughs> I love the Olympics. Oh, I yeah, love you, watching the Olympics. Yeah. But, but again, I mean, you said it perfect. if you did it, you know, off season maybe, then yeah. You know, but during our season, we need those guys, and we need them on their game, period. Yeah, it, you said it perfectly. I mean, you know, we took, you know, a two-week break for the Olympics in past seasons, and mainly the real reason why the NHL did not participate this year, and it's a good chance that we will not participate in the next Olympics because the Olympic Committee done said that the NHL doesn't participate in this Olympics. They are not going to allow them to participate in the next Olympics. And I think one of the main things behind it is exactly what you said. We don't want to risk – the owners do not want to risk their players going over and playing in the tournament. Yes, they're playing for their country. They're playing for country pride and proving that they're the best in the world. This country is the best in the world at hockey in that certain time frame. But like you said, the owners are concerned about injuries and getting hurt and – you know, getting knocked off their game a little bit, you know, the travel, especially with it being in Korea this year, <clears throat> South Korea this year, you know, it's a lot of travel, you know, taxation on the players. Uh, the KHL is actually allowing players this year. You know, there's a big scandal with the Russians, and now, you know, it's been announced that the Russians, whoever competes for Russia, and the Olympics will not compete under the Russian flag. They will be competing under the Olympic flag, a non, basically a neutral nation. And I think that, and that actually led to a lot of speculation that the KHL was actually going to not allow their players to go to the Olympics, but they actually are. And and I, you know, we talk a lot about hurricane guys on the show. And we're, you know, basically a Hurricanes podcast, but we talk about other things as well. You know, we look at one of the guys possibly playing for Canada, one of our good friends here on Rockin' the Carolinas, a guy that's probably a, a fan favorite here in Carolina, Zach Boychuk. Had a great Spangler Cup and now looks to make the Canadian team. And it would, you know, he's had a phenomenal year in the KHL. The KHL is actually going to allow their players to play, which is somewhat surprising seeing that, you know, Russia is not allowed to compete in the Olympics. They have to, you know, compete under a neutral flag. And, but, you know, a part of me, you know, yeah, I'm American, but a part of me, you know, if Zach Boychuk makes the Canadian team, part of me, yeah, you know, we had Sanginati here in Carolina. A part of me wants, Zach to go get that gold in the Olympics. You know, I'm a big fan of Zach Boychuk. Uh, I've talked to him uh, numerous times uh, through Twitter DMs and Facebook DMs. But um, great player. I remember him, you know, very well here in Charlotte and Carolina. I thought he never really got a full chance to shine in Carolina. You know, he, he did lead the league in scoring in the AHL one year when he was here. He was a great player, great guy. And I really hope that he 
can make the team. You know, he, he was great in the Spangler Cup, really propelled Canada to that win in the Spangler Cup. Um, just a quick rundown here. Uh, if you had to pick, you know, you got the big four, basically, in hockey in the Olympics. You have the U.S., Canada, Sweden, Finland. You can put Russia in there, but but since Russia's technically competing under a neutral flag this year, we're not going to include them in. But with those four, Canada, U.S., Finland, and Sweden, who do you see possibly winning the gold medal in Korea? Between who? Korea and who? Well, it's in Korea, but who? between U.S., Canada, Finland, and Sweden, who would you see possibly winning the gold medal out there? I don't know. Um, you, I think U.S. has done really good this year as well as Canada. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you look at it now that you don't have NHL players, and then you take out a, you know, you, without NHL players, you take out a big chunk of the U.S. team. You take a big chunk out of, excuse me, the Canadian team. Yeah, you do have, you know, Finland, Sweden. But they have a lot of players in the NHL too. But they're, you know, they have a couple guys here and there, but they're not really built on an NHL team. So I think it's going to be probably one of the best Olympics, excuse me, the best Olympics as far as hockey-wise that we've seen in a long time. I think it's it's going to be remarkable. Uh, I think it's going to be something that a lot of people, while they think it's going to be crap because, you know, NHL players aren't playing, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. I think it's going to be a lot of great hockey and a lot of fun to watch. Exactly. Exactly, Lee. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up the show here. Of course, you know, you can always find us on Facebook at Rockin' the Carolinas. Go like us. You know, we got a big giveaway coming up. You know, we reach 100 likes. We're putting names in the hat. We'll draw draw one out. See who can win a signed autographed puck from the Hurricanes. That's right. Yes, you can win an autographed puck by just liking our show on Facebook. Go to iTunes. You know, we'll be on iTunes just right after every one of our shows. If you cannot catch us live right after the show ends, you can always bet between – 45 minutes to an hour after our show goes live, that will be right on iTunes. You can go listen to it, subscribe to us on there, give us a five-star rating if you'd like to. You know, hey, you don't have to give us a five-star rating. It's okay. Leave us feedback. We love it. You know, we also got Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on there. I don't run that. The other, you know, the other guys in our group run that. I mainly run the Facebook, but join us on Facebook. I mean, that's the... That's the biggest thing you can find us on. We're always on Facebook. Send us a message. If you wanna if you wanna be on the show, you wanna come talk to us. You wanna be on the show, you wanna come give us your thoughts. Hit us up. We'd love to have you on the show. Hit us up with your questions. If you don't if you don't feel comfortable talking with us on air, on live air, send us your questions. We'll get them in the show. We'll answer them. We'll never forget our fans. You know, y- y'all run this show basically. Yeah, we love talking hockey. We love sitting here middle of the night after a game, 
reminiscing on what just happened, we love it. But it's the fans that drive us even more. So we need your support. We got some big things coming up, not just the giveaway. We're about to open up a store. That's right. You can get your own Rockin' the Carolinas paraphernalia here soon. And uh, we're looking to launch that here in the next month. You can get T-shirts, hoodies, keychains, coffee mugs. Wear our logo. And like I said before in the pregame show, 20% of all proceeds go straight to kids and community. That's right. 20% of anything you buy from us goes straight to kids and community. We love the Hurricanes organization that they came up with and the charity. We'd like to give back to them. Another thing that we got coming up, St. Baldrick's. St. Baldrick's is not too far away, people. Up in March, you know, we normally have a game down at PNC Arena where St. Baldrick comes in, shaves head. That's right. I'm shaving my head. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to cut off my hair. I've been growing it for about six months now. It's pretty long, but I'm going to keep growing it. I'm going to raise money to shave it for St. Baldrick's, a great cause. If you never heard of St. Baldrick's, look them up. Childhood cancer. That's what they do. They they support and do research for childhood cancer. They give money to research organizations. They do wigs. They do things that help kids that are dealing with cancer right now. And I've done this for probably four or five years now where I've shaved my head every year. It's a great organization and a great cause. So we're doing that as well. And we're going to have actually a giveaway for that too. We're going to announce that sooner to the date. I'm actually going to do a giveaway just myself or whoever donates the most money to St. Baldrick's through our Rockin' the Carolinas organization. But, you know, once that gets closer, we'll announce that as well. So we got some great giveaways coming up. Go like our page on Facebook. Great things. We got the store opening up soon. So that way you can get all your Rockin' the Carolinas paraphernalia, keychains, coffee mugs, T-shirts, hoodies be all good but uh thank you lauren tonight for joining me tonight it was a great show it was a pleasure talking hockey with you definitely until until thursday uh you know we got the penguins thursday night we'll have pregame show uh thursday now i'm not sure what time yet because i will uh be up most of the night watching wrestle kingdom for all you wrestling fans out there you uh pay attention to wrestle kingdom you can uh, pay attention to me and i'll be giving updates on that for all the wrestling fans out there. Uh, but I, I should be on the show uh, Thursday night. We'll have a pregame show. We'll have, probably have a postgame show as well. But until then, as always, let's root for the Canes. And it was a pleasure talking to you, Lauren. You too, Lee. All right, everybody. Have a good night, and let's go Canes.